Faith for Today with Colin Urquhart and Julia Fisher. So the day we become a Christian, Christ moves in to our lives. Colin, that's what you've been telling us this week. You've been basing your talks, your programmes on verses in one in Colossians, chapters 1, 2 and 3. And um, it's certainly radical stuff you've been teaching us. Well, it's no more radical than the New Testament, of course, is what the New Testament teaches us. A Christian is one in whom Christ lives. I mean, that's it, basically. That's the bottom line. But yesterday you told us we died. Uh, yes, but you see, I said you died to the person that lived without Christ, and now you have become a new person, a Christian, in whom Christ lives. And all this happened in a moment of time. All that happened at that moment when Christ came to live in you. So you're describing a process. No, I'm describing an event that gives birth to a process. And then that process the should develop. process is then seeing the outworking of the life of Christ in this new life that God has given me. Now, many Christians will be listening to you perhaps this week and saying, well, I'm listening to what Colin is saying, but actually I feel very challenged because my life hasn't really changed that much since I became a Christian how many years ago? Well, I trust that in the light of these programs that you're listening to now, your life is going to change a lot more. Because, you see, your life probably hasn't changed if you don't have revelation of who it is who lives in you. But, you see, we haven't, we haven't finished the revelation of that. I mean, we could, we could spend days and days talking about who Christ is. I mean, first and foremost, he is Lord. So, the Lord lives in you. Now, what does it mean to say he's Lord? It means he is Number one, he is the ultimate authority. So the one who is ultimate authority, the Lord has authority over heaven and earth, lives in you. Now, if the Lord lives in you, the ultimate authority, how crazy to live in a way that is against his authority. In other words, that you live in disobedience to him. Because that's like having Christ living in you and hitting him in the face, saying, well, you might be the ultimate authority and you might be living in me, but I'm not going to do as you tell me. I'm going to live my own life in my own way and achieve my own ambitions. That's a tussle that will be familiar to many of our listeners. Absolutely. And you see, that tussle exists until you receive the revelation that I'm giving during these days. Uh, the only way to win the, the victory in that tussle is to submit yourself to the one who lives in you. And you're saying this is a glorious thing to do. Oh, absolutely. This is the only way of freedom. Because you see... Christ lives in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. And the scripture is clear that where the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. So everyone who possesses the Spirit of God, everyone in whom Christ lives, potentially has that complete freedom within them. Why don't people live in that freedom? Because they choose 
to disobey the authority of the one who lives in them. Now, if you've got someone living in you and you disobey them, that is going to lead to conflict. It's going to be impossible to find the fulfillment that you're longing for. But if you realize that this one who lives in you is, is God, is the creator, is the one who is supreme and above and beyond all else, the one who is the Lord of heaven and earth, then you see the fear of God begins to come upon your life and you realize, wait a minute, how dare I go against his word? How dare I have opinions of my own that are a contradiction to scripture? How dare I even map out a course for my own life without reference to the one who has come to live in me, who made me, who called me and chose me, and has come to live in me to work out his purpose in my life. You see, immediately you get the implications of this. But if you just say those things without realizing that Christ is in you, they can sound very legalistic. But you see, what Jesus is talking about is not replacing one law or series of laws with another series of laws. He's talking about life life in all its fullness. He's talking about relationship with God. So if you've got Christ living in you, the only way to fulfill his plan and purpose for your life is by living a life in relationship with him. Now he is Savior, and your Savior is living within you. It's not that he was just the Savior when he came to live in you. He is the Savior. So it doesn't matter what situation you're in, what predicament arises, what opposition you have, what problems emerge in your life, the Savior is within you to save you. And even if you think the enemy in some way has come against you and to attack your life, he has already overcome the enemy. The one who lives in you is the one who overcame Satan on the cross. He is the one who, again, if we refer to Colossians 2 verse 15, who has disarmed the powers and authorities, made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in the cross. The one who has triumphed over every evil power is in you. Now, of course, if you trust in yourself and you try to solve all your own problems, if you try to overcome the enemy in your own strength, you are going to fail and fail and fail. If you try to work out your own purpose and your own plan for your life, you're going to get immensely frustrated. Why? Because, you see, the DNA that God has put into our lives spiritually as Christians is Christ himself. He lives in us. So the only way to find fulfillment is in union with him. Now, you see, I can't have Christ living in me without being in unity with him. I'm in union with him. So the only way I can be happy is by living out that unity. The only way I can be free is by expressing my unity with Christ. Let, letting his lordship, his saving power be evident in every area of my life. You're describing a very intimate relationship. Oh, absolutely. But I mean, if Christ is in you, it must be an intimate relationship. This must be the only faith in the world with such a relationship. Of course. Nobody else 
believes that it's possible to know God in this way. But this is the unique revelation about a Christian. And um, we can't water it down and say that to be a Christian is anything less than this. I know all kinds of people call themselves Christian just because they go to church or just because they think they're good people or they have a, a you know, good citizenship or something like that. But no, no, from a biblical point of view, a Christian is one in whom Christ himself lives. And that's the unique and wonderful thing. But of course, he doesn't come to live in us just for ourselves, but in order to manifest his life, to reveal his life in us and through us, so that that life, that love, that power, that grace, that mercy, everything that he is, will reach out and touch the lives of other people. You see, the God of grace is in you. Why? So that you can be gracious, so that you can give. The God of mercy is in you. Why? So you can be merciful. So you can lead others to the mercy of God. So you can show people that he's a God of forgiveness. He's a God of reconciliation. He's not a God who wants to judge and condemn, but he's a God who wants to save. So every Christian's role is to mirror Christ to the rest of the world. Absolutely. There are many different ways of doing that, many different callings. But you see, your calling is not your ministry. Your calling is to live the lifestyle of one who has Christ living in him. Now, that's the great challenge. And in the coming days, I'm going to be show, showing you how to live that lifestyle from the Scriptures. Because the scriptures teach us. If this is God's purpose, then of course we're going to find how to do it here in, in, in the New Testament. But of course the wonderful thing is that you can only really live the Christian life once you have first of all believed, I have Christ in me. You can't look at the scriptures and say, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Well, I better try to do it. Because if you approach things like that, you will fail. And then you will feel it's all totally beyond you. But listen, nothing that God asks or requires of you can be beyond you if Christ is in you. You see, Jesus said that for God, nothing is impossible, and most Christians believe that. But he also said, all things are possible for those who believe. Why is that? Because a believer knows he has Christ in him. And if he's got Christ in him, all things then become possible for him. Nothing is impossible for God, and all things are possible for he who believes. What a wonderful gospel. You've been listening to Faith for Today, presented by Julia Fisher. This program is sponsored by Kingdom Faith. For further information, visit our website, kingdomfaith.com. 